Attention, dog and music lovers. There's an awesome podcast you will want to add to your playlist. My Breeder's Life, Music, and Me with host Jackie Harrington. Jackie Harrington loves her dogs, and she talks all about it. This is the most exciting show of all time from a breeder who's also a recording artist and gives insight from that perspective, too. When you listen to My Breeder's Life, Music, and Me, you will get valuable information on PER education as well as music and personal insight from Jackie Harrington and other people that she interviews on her show. She dispels myths and sets the record straight. This is the perfect show for dog breeders and lovers of music. My Breeder's Life, Music, and Me with your host, Jackie Harrington, is available on all podcast platforms. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Hey, guys. We're going to start the show off with the badass kids. Take a listen. Hey, I just want to know if I can talk to you for a minute. What do you want to talk about now? I hope that you slow down so I can understand you because the last few times we've had this conversation, I can't understand nothing you had to say. So you need to calm down and you can talk. Okay. Well, okay, I'm going to slow down, right? But I, I want you to tell me something now. Am I wrong? Because I went to school and told these people that that mama be selling her food stamps. You did not go to school and tell them people that mama be selling her food stamps. I just know you didn't. Uh, well, we was having a conversation. And it was, um, um, well, you know that, you know that, um, when you get to stand up in front of the class, and you get to talk about something special, you know, that your parents be doing and different stuff like that. And so, uh, I, I didn't think anything was wrong with it because Mama said, like, when she sells her food stamps, she get $80. And you know, um, she, well, no, let me back up. She, somebody give her $40, and then she get him $80 in food stamps, so we're always talking about your blessings, and so Mama said she'd be blessing people, because she give them $80, and then could only give her $40 in food stamps, so I thought that it was a good blessing, I, I didn't know for a long time that Mama wasn't supposed to be saying food stamps. You didn't know, because you didn't ask, and we've always told you that what goes on in this house stays in this house, but no, you got to go tell when people make you ruining our reputation. Ruining our reputation? I ain't the one that's out of us, I'm ruining the reputation. You just get on my nerves, like, I don't even know what to say. You know you had no business repeating something like that. You have to know that that just don't even make sense. You got to make it make sense. Make it make sense? Make it sense is being honest. So Mama said, we're supposed to be honest. And how do I get in trouble for being honest? And how do I get in trouble when I'm not the one that was out there selling the food stamps? I just thought, y'all got me fused. Y'all got me confused? Because one minute you tell me church, you think tell me don't tell us food stamps. And then the next minute you tell me I'm wrong, you tell me I'm not supposed to be saying things. And then the next minute you tell me what God on in this thing, and then I own this house, stay in this house, uh-uh. I'm just so confused. You wouldn't be confused if you just shut the hell up sometimes and just zip it. I mean, zip it. What? You just have a problem with keeping your mouth shut. I don't got no problem keeping my mouth shut. Because, you know, last time when I didn't keep my mouth shut, Mama threatened to put some duct tape on my mouth. So I've been keeping my mouth shut because I don't want no duct tape on my mouth. And, but you don't got to worry. I knew I, I knew I wasn't supposed to tell the teacher that part. I just thought that we was talking about a blessing. And since Mama was giving a double blessing by giving away our food stamps, I figured that the world needs to know. And I didn't know, I didn't know it was messing up our reputation. But 
never have to worry about that again. Yeah, because messing around with you, <laughs> Mama's probably going to go to jail. So we're not going to have to worry about that again. And then we're going to need someone else to raise your bad ass. Because you always run in your mouth. How are you going to fix that? What you mean, I'm going to fix it? I'm the one that broke it. Y'all always try to tell me that I'm the one doing something wrong. I'm going to tell you one more again. I ain't the one that was selling the food stamps. So you're going to get mad at somebody. You Or you're going to get mad at somebody. You need to get mad at your mama because she is the one that was selling the food stamps. And then she... And then she don't wanna, she don't want be buying us that brand name food. She won't buy us that cheap food so she can sell the food stamps to her friends and stuff. But if you gonna say something, you need to talk to your mama and you need to tell her she she needs to get a job or something. And then she don't have to sell her food stamps. And better yet, she needs to make my dad work and then she don't gotta sell her food stamps either. So I am not the problem. I'm so so much, you talk in your sleep. Where the hell you come from? Why you ain't been in this conversation the whole time. Nobody was even talking to you. You always got something to say. I'm, I'm about to to you too. Now I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. You keep on messing with me. I'm going to put these hands on you. I'm going to put these hands on you. You ain't going to be satisfied until I put these hands on you. You think because you small and all that I won't that I won't break your neck, but I will. Trust me, I will. Oh, you know how to fight now? Oh, now you know how to fight. Now you know how to beat up a little old baby. But you wasn't saying that when I heard you got your ass. Kicked last week by that bully in school, but now you, you so tough, you so rough and tough, you, that's just how it be sometimes, you know, you, you whoop on the folks at home, but you can't even whoop a bully at school, you don't need to be threatening me because it sounds like I can put something on your just like that bully did, so you need to hush them, be telling me nothing, because until you can... Until you can fight for yourself, you you can't say nothing to me. You, we not cut from the same cloth. Oh, we not cut from the same cloth? Nah, we not cut from the same cloth. What's this supposed to be? Yeah, I'm just saying, if you can't whoop a bully, and, and you, you're six feet tall and he only four feet tall, and, and you weigh 150 pounds and he only weigh six pounds, 60 pounds soaking wet, and you let him whoop your, you let him whoop your, um, you don't need to be threatening me, that's what I'm trying to say, you need to go to a boxing gym or something, or take up some, karate and some martial arts or uh, some self-defense because <clears throat> you need some self-defense. Boy, shut up. Gosh, you get on my nerves. I just, I'm, I'm going to have to call Mama and talk to her and ask her to get a babysitter because this after-school program with you is just working my nerves. I don't get none of my homework done. I don't get anything done with you. You are a piece of work. Well, if you did just, if you did your homework at school, you wouldn't need to be doing no homework after school, but you'd probably be skipping with your friends, because you better leave me alone, because I know y'all be skipping, and you're not supposed to be skipping, so if you don't want me to be telling on you, I suggest you leave me what they call the f*** alone. Now, now, do you want to tell that? How about that? I had enough of you. I'm gonna go to my room and 
just I'm just gonna go to my room. What you gonna do when you're wrong? You gonna, you gonna get a punching bag and learn how to fight for once and for all? Well, suck from the sounds of things. He probably should be practicing on you. You can start that. No, 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 no. You're not gonna be taking advantage of me. If you can't whoop them folks at school, you will not be putting your hands on me. Yeah, cause what I'll do is I'll just go get the same boy that beat your before and, and tell him to come over here and beat your again. So you better leave me alone. And, and yeah, you better leave me alone. You always threatening someone. You're always saying stuff you don't have any business saying. You're always telling our business. You're always ruining our family reputation. I don't blame me for ruining the family reputation. When we, 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 we go to the grocery store and mama put out that food stamp car and buy them groceries for them people and all them people in that grocery store be looking at us and they know what mama be doing. So I'm tired of you blaming me for ruining, repu for ruining the family reputation when I don't got nothing to do with none of this. The reputation was the way that it was before. And I'm just sick of y'all telling me that it's all my fault. No, you're right. It's not your fault, okay? <laughs> it's not your fault at all. Nothing is ever your fault. I'll be glad when Mama get home so she can watch your badass because I am sick of you. Me too. I just, oh my God. Like, it's like going to school and working all day and then come home and still working again. Like, my, my mind just never gets to take a break. Sounds like your ass don't need to get to take a break either from the, from the hands that I seen that boy putting on you the other day. So anyway, don't try, y'all just trying to blame me for everything and I'm sick of being your scapegoat route. You got problems and it got nothing to do with me. So I'm appreciate if you would just stop trying to blame me for everything.
for hat lovers in Austin and beyond. Created by founder Dunn Grant. And even if you don't wear hats, you'll definitely get one from the Dunn Collection. You could be styled like you're going to a fashion show in Italy with styles that'll make some of your favorite celebrities blush, including Barcelona, Bobby, Cabana, Dayton, Jalisa, Florence, Giancarlo, Julian, and so many more. They've got so many brands and styles of the Dunn Collection that you won't be able to purchase just one. And they're all reasonably priced. Make sure your hat complements your outfit. And the only way to make sure that it's done right is by stopping by the Dunn Collection. Check them out online right now at thedunncollections.com. That's thedunncollections.com. Get you one for yourself. Get one for your friend. Get one for everyone you know and put them on for the hottest spot to get your fashion up. It's thedunncollections.com. The Dunn Collection, turning swagger into fashion. The pinnacle of fashion hardware. Fashion hardware. Okay, guys. Now, we've got a subject that is a little off track, but I felt like it was interesting. There is a police chief, okay? You've got to hear to believe it. We're going to listen to his side of the story and what he's doing. Again, this is a sensitive subject. It deals with some harsh words and a subject of prostitution. So y'all gonna have to take a listen and tell me what you think about this because it is a mess. So here we go. Thank you everyone for being here with me today. I'm going to talk briefly and about an op that we're going to do a press conference on this next Friday morning so y'all stay tuned for more news on Friday morning but this obviously became big news in Cartersville Georgia at the police department and the information quickly leaked out and so now all the news media is asking for this information so you're getting a early preview of what's going to be a very interesting release of information on a human trafficking operation. As you know, we seek out the victims of human trafficking, and in order to do that, you do prostitution stings. Well, when you do these operations, as this one was hugely successful, we'll talk about Friday, you arrest Johns who are seeking out prostitutes as well. Well, let me introduce you to what I consider a high-profile arrest. This is Deputy Chief Jason DePrima of the Cartersville Police Department. As I understand it, after talking to his chief, he's been there almost 30 years, graduate of the FBI Academy, well-respected police officer in town. Did you notice I said in town? But he was out of town. That's right, he was at an American Polygraph Association meeting in Orlando, Florida. Let me, let me say this clearly. I don't want you to miss it. Driving an unmarked, 
vehicle that was normally assigned to the DEA task force, meaning their officer assigned to the task force would have driven this vehicle. But apparently his vehicle was not so good to make the trip, so he's in one of the undercover vehicles. When he shows up at our undercover operation in the government vehicle, carrying alcoholic beverages, apparently some Bud Light for himself and White Claw for our undercover operative. That's right, he bought a case of White Claw because she said she would like it. So ostensibly, this guy has come to have sex with a prostitute while driving the Cartersville Police Department undercover vehicle and he was in possession of alcohol, which of course, had we not intervened, he was going to drink that, engage in sexual conduct, and ultimately get in his government vehicle and drive back to his hotel. But newsflash, this is Jason DePrima, 49 years of age, his picture at the Polk County Jail. That's right, and let me tell you the story as he relates it to us. He is texting with, guess what, our undercover detective. He started this conversation with her on Wednesday night where he was going to show up, but he became spooked. He didn't say why, but on Thursday night, he just couldn't resist the urge to be with our undercover detective who he thought was a high-class prostitute. So he once again began to communicate. The, he asked how much the price is. She said $80 or a full half hour, $120. He said, I'm in. So he comes to the house. Ultimately, he's arrested. But the conversation is very interesting. He told her before the takedown occurred that the night before he had engaged with another prostitute online for $200. And that prostitute said, hey, go get a cash app card. You know, you can buy them at the convenience stores. And he did for $200. And then she said, I want you to take a photograph of it so I know you've got the money. Well, duh. He took a photograph and sent it to the alleged prostitute on Wednesday night, according to him. You're not going to believe this. You can't even believe this. Now, this guy's a cop, and he was flim-flammed and conned by a prostitute. That's right. She took the information off of the card, got the $200, and left him high and dry. He was ripped off in a confidence scam with a prostitute or who was alleged to be a prostitute. So that was on Wednesday. Then he talks. He's, he's not giving up. Then he talks, and Thursday night at just before midnight, he shows up. He shows up with his white claw, and it's like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What is going on? You're a deputy chief, a high-ranking official in a very respected police department, and you're showing up with White Claw and two Bud Lights, and we're not sure whether you can do math or not, okay? Because the deal is for 120 for a half hour, a full half hour. He shows up with 180. He shows up with 180 and says, I can send you the rest of it on a cash app, but I had to stop to buy the White Claw. So for some reason, I don't know if he's planning on extra time, he can't add, he wants to leave a tip, he wants to impress this person, but listen to his text. He's real suspicious. I guess you would be after you got ripped off the night before. 
Listen to his text. If you're legit as you seem, we will have fun. If not, I'm riding around with a case of White Claw feeling girly. Well, he got to feel arresty when we put him in jail. So we put him in jail late on Thursday night under a $500 bond. He didn't get out of jail until Saturday morning at 4 o'clock. So he got to spend, you know, almost two complete nights in the county jail. So now he's gone from deputy police chief, as I understand he's suspended pending their disciplinary actions, and he's facing criminal charges here in Polk County. So if all else fails, he can write a book, How to Run Your Career in Three Easy Steps. Start out by going to Florida to a polygraph association school, then lie to the detectives when they investigate and ask you questions. Oh, he made admissions, but it's like, I wanted to ask him, since he's a polygrapher and was at polygraph school, would you like to take a polygraph with those answers you gave us? How would that work for you? And according to all the information we received, he's got a beautiful wife and a great family. And you, know, you just want to go, come on, man. Have you lost the last three brain cells or do you just have cabbage for brains? Why would you do that? Anyway, he's charged. He's managed, obviously, to create a great deal of angst with his family. His police chief is angry beyond words, which I certainly clearly understand. He's embarrassed the city. He's been a police officer there for a long time. And now he's facing criminal charges in Florida. Are there any questions? Not. What he said when he was arrested. What he said was he came there to hang out and watch football. Well, that was a partial admission. He admitted sending the text that we received that's part of the evidence. But, you know, you have to look at things to say, one, is it legal? Is it moral? Is it ethical? And does it pass the smell test? He lost on all four points. It's neither legal, ethical, moral, or passes the smell test. And I think what he should have done was say, hey, if I had to ask my chief or my wife, is it okay to go hang out with a girl over 20 miles away and watch football while I drink beer and she drinks White Claw? Is that okay? I think he would have gotten his answer. You would have thought, as a high-ranking police officer, well-respected, he would have known better. But he didn't. And now he's got lots of issues. Home issues, work issues, criminal issues. What he's got going here is a situation. And he's in the middle of it. Any other questions? Well, it disappoints me for the industry. We all know better. Now, you've heard me stand right here behind this podium before about some of our folks who periodically, we've got over a thousand deputies. Occasionally, one of them does something inappropriate, and when they do, I we arrest them. My detectives, who are simply the very best, arrest them, and I stand up here and I walk all over them about their criminal conduct and other police agencies, but it embarrasses me for our industry anytime you see this because the people have a right to and expect better of us. He embarrassed our entire industry with his arrest. But you know what? Here's one thing you can count on. Write this down in your little book. You come here, you violate the law, we're going to put you in jail. We don't care who you are because you become a criminal defendant and a criminal violator of the law, we're going to arrest you. That's just the way it is. But had he behaved, had he stayed at his polygraph association meeting, 
he'd been fine. But he worked all week. And so right now, think about it. He lost $200 to the, to the prostitute that ripped him off in a flim-flam, in a scam that he should have known, known better on a lot of levels. Then he brought 200 more that we got, $400. Then he got misdemeanor charges. I, I, mean, I mean, this is just insane. The whole thing is insane. Well, it, it's interesting that the overwhelming majority of the people that we've arrested in this operation aren't for Polk County. The majority of the people in Polk County have figured it out. I mean, after all, you have to live under a rock if you haven't seen some of our operations. I don't keep it a secret. A word to the wise suffices. I don't want people to violate the law. I don't want people to commit morals crimes that creates and supports an industry of human traffickers. I don't want to create an environment where predators seek young girls. So my detectives, I'm telling you, are simply the very best. And in this operation, which I'll talk about on Friday, we were joined by a lot of professional police officers from other police agencies that helped us. Because we're, we have a safe community we have a community that looks out for the best interest of our children. We have a community that looks out for the victims of human trafficking. And we have identified some already because we have counselors that come to our human trafficking ops. But you know what? This guy's adding to the problem. And when you come here and add to the problem, you end up in a jail uniform like this. He knows better. He knew better. But you've got to not only hold the community to the standards of the law, you've got to behave and follow the law too, and he didn't. And he's got to pay the consequences for it. But the reality of it is, is let the word go forth. If you think you're going to attack children or create an environment in, for human trafficking, not in this county. Not now, not ever. Anything else? Okay, thank you very much. topic we're going to get right into it um it's a pretty sensitive subject eh, at least it is for me i'm going to talk about an incident that happened over the weekend but let me first tell you what it is that we're talking about 
There is an ESA, Emotional Support Animal Law, right? And it is a law. It's not a right. It's not a privilege. Um, it is a law. It's like telling a person, you know, when you deny it, uh, the, the use of it is discrimination. But it's like telling a person who needs a wheelchair that they can't use the wheelchair or that the places is inaccessible to, um, you know, the special accommodation. So without further ado, if you don't know, we're going to have a course class um, on emotional support animals. And um, so, so I've got an article and I pulled up this actual law and this is nationwide. And it says there is a clear distinction between pets, service animals, and emotional support animals and each type of assistance animal and their handlers are governed by a specific set of laws. ESA laws focus solely on emotional support animals and their owners. It says, what is an emotional support animal? An emotional support animal is referred to, is referred to as a support animal or an assistance animal is a designated companion animal that provides a specific benefit to a person dealing with a mental, emotional, or psychological disability or condition. In order for your animal to be officially considered an ESA, a licensed mental health professional or doctor, must provide the proper documentation. The most common type of emotional support animal is a dog. But ESA can also be an, a cat or another type, <clears throat> excuse me, another type of animal. An emotional support animal is different from a service animal, both in definition and the way it is viewed under varying rules and regulations. If you have an emotional support animal, you have certain rights that are protected by the ESA laws. These rights extend to housing related to situations and are intended to provide for a fair and lawful treatment of anyone that's received the proper designation for an emotional support animal. We're going to go into the overview of the law of the emotional support animal and the laws. Laws on emotional support animals, also referred to as ESA laws, outline specific regulations applying to housing. ESA housing laws. The first area that is covered by ESA laws is a housing and addresses how emotional support animals are considered under the Fair Housing Act according to this portion of the ESA laws. Your landlord, owner, or building manager is required to make responsible accommodations to allow your support animal, regardless of a no pet housing policy. Wow. Wow. I'm gonna go further. Any pet can qualify to become an emotional support animal, specifically if the pet provides comfort or emotional support to a person with disabilities. If your pet currently supports you in a management or an emotional, psychological, or mental disability, they can become your emotional support animal. There's no specific training or certification required for an animal, an emotional support animal, but your pet should possess the ability to function well around other people and animals. If you are interested in officially designating your pet as an emotional support animal, you will need an emotional support letter. An emotional support animal or letter is provided by a licensed mental professional stating why 
you require an emotional support animal. Typically, anyone with a qualifying diagnosis, mental, psychological, or emotional condition can obtain an emotional support letter, ESA letter, if a licensed mental health professional sees fit. Here are just a few examples of conditions that may qualify you for an emotional support animal. Attention deficit, ADD, anxiety disorders, learning disabilities, depression, intellectual disabilities, motor skills and disorders. An emotional support letter or animal, ESA, must be printed on your therapist official letterhead stating that you suffer from a specific emotional disability as included in the Americans with Disabilities Act. The letter must also explain that your emotional support animal is the key to your well-being. Finally, the letter is required to be signed and dated by your licensed therapist as well as include a license number and the date and the place it was issued. An emotional support letter is only valid from one year from the issue date. In some cases, you may be asked to provide emotional support letter that includes a specific wording and information such as the breed of the ESA, the weight of your ESA, and a certain language applying to your needs. Do, you, do I need to register my emotional support animal? No, you're not required to register your emotional support animal in the database or system. While there are many online services that advertise ESA registration, there is no specific requirement or government your database your ESA letter is the only primary documentation that is needed. So let's talk. I'm at a Wyndham hotel in Atlanta, Georgia over the weekend. I have an emotional support dog with me and I go in and I check in. First off, um, they can't log in. So the incompetency is there from the onset. I can't get into the website to check in and give me my room. I'm there for 45 minutes or better before we get to this incident. So they finally get logged in. I'm getting my keys. The young lady has given me my keys. She's giving me back my ID and my credit card and I am good to go. And I say, by the way, I have an emotional support animal. She said, huh? I say, I have an emotional support animal. She says, they're not allowed. I said, what do you mean they're not allowed? She said, we don't accept pets and we got a policy. I said, I do understand that, but they're not pets and um, they are allowed because they're not pets. So she says, well, do you have a card? I said, well, no, I don't have a card. I said, but I do have a letter. Uh, she said, well, I would have to have a card because most people that come here have a card. I said, I understand that. I said, but I've never had an issue ever in the whole time that I've been dealing with this. Um, I've just never had an issue. I says, I can go and print off the letter in your business center or get, if you give me a second, I can pull it up on my phone. She says, we have to have the printed copy. So she's giving me two conflicting, um, scenarios. She's first saying, no, they're not welcome. And then she's saying that she's got to have the printed com copy. So I'm mixed in between. Like, is it the letter uh, that's, that's causing her to just outright deny me? Or is it the fact that they don't accept them? And even if I have the letter, they're still not going to be acceptable. So I proceed to tell her, I said, well, ma'am, you know, you cannot deny um, me staying in this, in this hotel. Like, it's discrimination. And it's a law. She says, well, our policy says that we don't have to accept, you know, these pets. So she keeps going back and forth to the pets. So 
I say, well, can you call your manager or something? So she gets him on the phone. I don't speak directly to him. And he says, no, give her her money back. Cancel the reservation and give her her money back. She can't stay there. So the lady says, well, I apologize, but I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to cancel this reservation. She says, I've never heard of this before. So, you know, at this point, I don't want to stay at the hotel. I'm, I'm okay. Um, I don't want to stay anymore. You know, like the Wyndham is not a cheap hotel. Um, and after being treated like this, I'm saying, I don't want to give them my money either way, but I do proceed to call the police because, um, I'm professionally irate at this point. You know, I'm not screaming. I'm not hollering. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just, I'm shocked because I'm saying, you know, ignorance is bliss. You don't get to just claim that, oh my goodness, I didn't know. And so I'm going to be ignorant. And it's, it's one of those things where if you didn't know, you should have known. Okay. So the officer comes quick. They come very fast and they tell me that they've never heard of this law. And, and they tell me, they try to convince me that it must be a Texas law because they've never heard of this law before that you cannot deny a emotional support animal as long as I have the credentials, regardless of your no pet policy. So at this time I'm not alone. Um, and my partner comes in once he sees the cops and I was a little concerned. I said, why did you get out and come into the lobby when you seen the cops? He said, cause I knew it was you, you know what I mean? And I'm saying, what do you mean? You knew it was me. You know, um, I wasn't doing anything wrong, but anyway, this police officer, uh, also said he was clueless about this law. So there comes another officer. And at this point, I'm saying, call your lieutenant or call your supervisor. You know, I understand that you guys don't know every single law. And they're continuing to tell me it must be a Texas thing because we've never heard of this before. And I'm just at awe. Like, really? How are you in the business to not know your business? Or better yet, to not know your law or even better, to have policy and procedures that break this law. So the officer is looking at me like, oh gosh, it would take, do you know how big the penal code is for Atlanta? It would take forever to look this up. <clears throat> and I'm saying, well, you know, I mean, surely you could type in something that would give you this information. And he's asking me again, are you sure it's not just a Texas law? And I said, no, nope, it's a nationwide law. This officer is also telling me he has never heard of this law, but he's standing there like, what am I supposed to do? And I said, well, I've got time. I've been here for an hour and hour and a half at this point. So I have some time if you want to go and look up this law. It doesn't take him very long because I don't think it's as difficult as he even thinks it is. And he comes back in and he says, do you have your emotional support credentials? I said, yes, I do. He says, she's right. Um, it's under code 30 or section 30. I don't know whatever the, the code was. And it specifically say, states that with those credentials, you cannot be denied housing. And that includes lodging. Okay. At this point, I've gotten my paperwork back. Like they didn't wait for the officer to confirm or deny. They'd already canceled the reservation and already giving me my ID and my credit card back and pretty much denied me the ability to stay there. That is with me telling them, you know, that I knew that they were wrong and that they were breaking a law. In fact, as I was in the lobby, there was another young lady that came in and heard the conversation and she even told them she's right. She, she knows what she's talking about. She's right. And they still weren't willing to change the tune or, or allow me to stay at the room. Hell with all of that, I should have been staying for free, you know? Um, and they continued to violate my rights and they continued to break this law. Um, and there is going to be a follow-up. I understand that a lot of people say and do things, but this is a legal right. It is a legal right, whether it's a cane, whether it's a, a wheelchair, whether it is a, a service dog or whatever, 
and they don't have the right to violate that. So, you know, that's just a bad incident for me. Um, I think I was more upset about the fact that they just didn't have a clue and neither did the officers, you know. Um, I understand that people don't walk around knowing everything, but you cannot run a business and not educate yourself on laws, especially if you're dealing with the public. To me, that says, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Like to me, that says that if you had another person who had a, a another situation, you would do the same thing and not make those necessary accommodations. So I've got a bad taste in my mouth for the Wyndham um, in Fairborn, Georgia, um, on Seneca or Sen yeah, Senosia, whatever the street is. Um, and I will continue to follow up. So that's been my experience. And that's why I came in and I immediately started reading the law. It's not hearsay. It's fact. It's not even opinion. Okay. So if you're out there and you have the need for an emotional support animal, which a lot, 80% of pets are some type of an emotional support. And if you've gone through and got the credentials for these animals, you cannot be denied. It is a violation of your human rights under the Disabilities Act. So I will be back to um, follow up on, on what happens as a result of this incident um, in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, Fairborn, Georgia. Yorkies of Boston, Yorkies of Boston, fly away. Yorkies of Boston, Yorkies of Boston. Are you looking for that new companion? That designer puppy is your new best friend. You really want to buy but don't know how. Don't worry because we finance now. We'll make it real easy, you see, with home delivery. One star, two star, three star, four star. We got a five star rating. A reputation you can believe in. This is the Yorkies of Boston. Oh